Good evening, everybody. Today is January 14th, and we are here with our brand new episode of the stream. We have so much to discuss. Before we get to all the hot topics, let's go to our co-host. Casey, how are you doing today? I am doing so well. I am so excited to be here on our premiere episode to talk about just this crazy world with all of you lovely people. It's going to be a whole lot of fun. And Joseph, how are you this evening? Just another day in the life. I'm excited to uh, to chat it up too. It's always exciting to discuss a wide array of topics. So I'm excited to get it going. Mm-hmm. Angel, how are you? I'm doing good. I'm ready to cry about all those deaths that we've experienced the past few weeks. Ugh. And last but certainly not least, Emmy, how are you? I am doing great. I am ready to tell it like it is because that's how I do it. Okay, so we're just going to get right into it. This new year has been a very hard one. It's been a very difficult and sad start to 2022. Um, It actually started on the very last day. You know, Betty White, who we all love, everybody's grandmother, she died December 31st. And then we had Sidney Poitier die. And then we had Bob Saget die. For everybody who was raised in the 90s, you know, Bob Saget was like a dad to us, like TGIF. Um, how are you guys feeling? Um, we'll, we'll, we'll start with you, Emmy. I'm actually watching Full House right now. I'm on episode three. Um, I've always said to my manager at my full-time job, listen, when Betty White dies, I'm taking a bereavement day. And she happened to die on my vacation, so I wasn't able to do that. So damn you, Betty. Um, I'm in shock. It always comes in threes. I didn't expect these three. I'm just, I'm still in shock over it. It was like how I felt when Alan Thicke died. I'm just like a little numb, but I'll be okay. Thoughts and prayers, thoughts um, and prayers. Thoughts and prayers. (laughs) Also, I um, sadly, you know, the deaths have not started. Another death today, Ronnie Spector died today as well. Joseph, how are you reacting to all these deaths? And does um, so many deaths in January mean anything? Or do just people just die? To me, it's always kind of sad when the new year starts with so much death. How do you feel about it? Well, I think, especially when you're talking about some iconic figures from really very, very diverse backgrounds. I mean, you put Sidney Poitier and and Betty White in the same conversation, and it's it's already a, a, a lively conversation. And then, you know, you throw someone like Bob Saget, who... Most of us, uh, you know, who lived through the 90s and grew up in the 90s uh, had at least some relationship with Full House, whatever, whatever that may be. Um, And it's I think especially at the time that we're experiencing all of this uptick in COVID and all of these other things around the holidays, it's an especially trying time to begin with. So I think these hurt just a little bit more right now. Um, But, you know, I, I think. A lot of times we run into these these spans, whether it's right at the first of the year or um, it seems to um, fall at the first of the year more frequently than others. But um, I think it's especially trying because of the times that we're in right now. And um, and I think we're paying attention to it more because of that. Angel, how are you feeling about all this? Um, I was actually with so I'm going to start with Betty White. Uh, Betty White, I first of all grew up with the Golden Girls. Grew up with like just 
even going into soap world, she was on the Bold and the Beautiful as Anne Douglas, who is um, Stephanie's, uh, Stephanie's, yeah, Stephanie's um, mother and uh, our current Stephanie Forrester's great grandma, great grandma. Um, Hot in Cleveland. I would even say the Golden Palace that just dropped on Hulu. I read about it on uh, like it, like I get um, was it uh, the New York Times dropped in my email and it's and. No, it wasn't the New York Times. It was TMZ first reported it. And then, mm-hmm. and I was like, are you kidding me? On the last day of 2021. And then I was like, hey, mom, Betty White just died. She's like, she couldn't wait it. So it was, it was, it threw us all for a loop. But then I, I, tur- I took, I took it and I saw the good thing about it. Betty White's, I believe it was her third husband and the, the her last husband, Alan Ludden, who was the host of Password. They met on Password. And they were married all the way up until the early 80s when he unfortunately passed of an, Ill- of an illness himself. So I'm just happy that Betty White is with Alan again, that they are mm-hmm. together and they are they are they are just being together. I'm going to skip Sydney Poitier to the end for me, just just because it's, this is it's, it's, it's a huge deal. But let's get to Bob Saget. That was unexpected. That threw me for a loop. I was I was sleeping, woke up and then Bob Saget died like. That was just how quick it was. Loved him on the Full House, of course. AFV, like this, AFV, America's Funniest Home Videos, that was my show. Like, I loved that show. I loved his comedy on that. Like, such, and then even Fuller House, when he would guest appear on there with uh, Candace Cameron and Andrea Barber and um, Jody Sweden. Like, he, like, he was, he's just so good very dirty comedian and also i'm from philadelphia so he went to temple so of course it's going to affect me because he went to temple he went to temple university he was he's our temple guy and sydney poitier sydney poitier he lived a lot just like betty white he lived a very very long life very studied educated gotcha gotcha oh my gosh they call me mr tibbs I can't there's there's just nothing there's just no, no words that, that, that I could say for how much of an amazing life he lived and that is just it like I like I, like all three of these steps blew me away in three different aspects definitely and Casey what are your thoughts on all these passings yeah so you know what's really interesting is as all three of them you know trickle down uh through separate days of each other immediately like the works that I loved of them popped into my head first so you know of course with Bob you know full house and then I even when he would voice the older Ted on how I met your mother um, I was a huge fan of that show Um, and then of course Betty with Golden Girls and Hot in Cleveland and you know thinking of Lilies of the Field uh, with Sidney Poitier and you know, just every, each and every one of these people left a mark um, on the industry that can never be duplicated. You know, sometimes when um, a crew member um, of the industry or an actor of the industry passes away, you know, that saying is always thrown around. But when it comes down to these three, it's truly unbelievable. You know, Betty White had been working since 19... Uh, 40, I think it was, um, might've even been 1941 um, or something. Um, but then, you know, Sidney Poitier was the first black man to win best actor at the Academy Awards. And 
Such a thing didn't happen until 38 years later with Denzel Washington. And then you think of just Bob Sackett, who was just an unbelievable comedian and really was a defining person of the late 80s um, and all the way through the 90s. And just to see that these are the people who touch every single generation because they've been known to every single generation. You know, everybody knows a Betty White, whether you're 90 or whether you're 11. I mean, you know that name because it's synonymous with so much and so is Bob Saget and so is Sydney. So huge, huge, incredible losses. Um, and again, people that just can never be duplicated in their fields without a doubt. Um, another hot, hot topic deals with somebody who is dominating their field, and that is Novak. I can't pronounce his last name, so I just call him Novak, the tennis player. I'm sorry. But yeah, you know, he's a dominant tennis champion, the ranked number one in the world. He is creating his own legacy, but his legacy is currently being marred because, you know, he's on he's in Australia. He was detained for a little bit because he is not vaccinated. What are your thoughts on people who are who refuse to be vaccinated and, and endanger other people? Because he caught COVID, didn't tell anybody, and then just said, oops, I'm sorry. Uh, we'll start with you, Joseph. What are your thoughts on this? So Novak Djokovic is, I feel like, uh, a mic like the 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 poster child for what everybody is experiencing in COVID. And um and by that, I mean, not certainly not everyone who's vaccinated, because I think all of us that are vaccinated and those of you out there, I applaud you. Um, but I, I, I think he is the frustration and the exhaustion of having gone through this for two years um, personified. And while I think what he did was incredibly stupid, he's the best tennis player in the world. And we are now two years in. Anyone who's not getting vaccinated at this point, honestly, it's buyer beware. And for the rest of us that are just trying to, you know, we've, we've been trying patiently to try to help each other by getting vaccinated, wearing masks, social distancing, all of the things that we've been told work and help and prevent issues. You know, someone that goes out and flaunts it as demonstrably as he did. Um, I feel like that's where a lot of people are getting to at this point, two years in and still not seeing the daylight that we had hoped that we'd see. So, um, you know, he might he might end up getting deported again from uh, from Australia because he wasn't honest about the situation to begin with. He wasn't honest in Serbia where he you know did events where <laughs> knowing that he was COVID positive. Um, but I think that's that's kind of the the crux of what we've been experiencing throughout this pandemic is that there are some people that have just looked at their own personal situation as being the most important, the most critical, and you know, kind of thrown caution to the wind. And that's how we're we're two years in with you know millions of deaths around the world and really no end in sight because of all these different variants. Well, and Joe, I like the way that you put that, Joseph. Oh, sorry, we'll say no. Like you're fine, you please. That. So I love the way that you put that, Joseph. He can be an avatar of frustration. And what are you? What are your thoughts, Casey? Yeah. Um, well, first of all, Stephanie, I can't fault you for not knowing how to pronounce his last name because to me, he's somebody who doesn't even deserve the time of day for headspace. Um, but you know, my biggest thing is is you know I'm kind of with Joe on this. You know, look at this point, if you don't want to get you know vaccinated, and if you do want to get it 
then, you know, go right ahead, but don't go against any like mandates that your company may have um, and like screw up your money. Don't, you know, go against something that might, you know, protect somebody. I have a um, older coworker who is taking his daughter in for a few months because she's going to have a newborn baby. And, you know, he got vaccinated for his daughter and for that newborn baby. And so, you know, you really have to sometimes think of others and not yourself first and foremost. Um, but with Novak personally, according to the Guardian, you know, he could be facing fine or prison time because he went against very clear uh, Serbian isolation guidelines. And um, I had a friend who last year got the chance to go to Germany to visit her family and she quarantined. She had to. She had to be isolated for 14 days and then she could go and see them. She could make that trip if she felt comfortable enough. I just felt as though this was a huge slap in the face, um, you know, because at 34 years old, being two years into this pandemic with the rest of the world, I think you would know better. And he intentionally exposed himself as a positive person by going to these events. And it's just, to me, it reminds me a lot of when Aaron Rodgers, you know, when they asked him directly if he was vaccinated that one time, and he said, yeah, I've been immunized. You know, it's just where, if you want to get vaccinated, great. If you don't, at this point, I don't really care. It's your life to live. But don't intentionally lie to other people because you want to go have your picture taken in the newspaper. It's ludicrous, especially when you're 34 years old. Um, Angel, what's your say? Okay, I'm just going to be brutally honest. Fucking idiot. I'm somebody who works at a school. I work around kids. Now, while getting the vaccine is not, at least I think is not, is not, is not required for me, I choose to get it because and boosted because I'm around kids. The kids are in middle school. Like, I don't want those kids to get sick. What he is doing is idiotic. Yes, he, yes, he, yes, free, freedom of choice, every freedom of choice, free will, that sort of thing. But at the end of the day, you have to, you really have to think of other people when you are making stupid decisions. And that's what he did. He made a stupid decision. He probably would have gotten people infected with his stupid decisions. And as somebody who is 35, I'm talking down to a 34 year old and saying, yes, Casey, he does, he should know better because I, because I am 35 and I do know better and he should be the one to know better. So he is a fucking idiot and I have no time for him. And Emmy? How do I follow that up? Um, Okay, listen, Novak Slovidovich. Um, I think that <laughs> is a moron. And guess what? He didn't do, he didn't lie to go get food for his family to help someone. He did this because there was an interview he kept putting off and he didn't want to put it off again. Are you kidding me? And then after he did the interview, he's like, well, maybe I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> Oh man, he had me hot in the fish grease. I was just, I couldn't believe like the audacity of this man. I have never heard anyone, he could walk right by me on the street. I wouldn't know that man. Um, but I think he is that he can endanger people like this. 
And then the fact that he put, uh, he didn't, I think everybody has um, in this day and age, they don't do press conferences anymore. They do, they do Instagram posts and then they, they disable the comments. So he's like, this is the last time I'm going to talk about this. Oh no, you, uh, you endangered lives. We will talk about this until we're done talking about this. Novak Slavidovich. Um, yeah, I, I don't understand why, if, if you want to choose not to get the vaccine, that's fine. Stay your tail at home. There are so many companies, there are so many establishments that are saying, wear a mask, get the vaccine. If you don't agree with that, stay your tail feather home. I, I don't get yeah, it. Yeah, and you know, my thing is, is <laughs> You know, if you just look at the timeline here, so he was um, at this event on December 18th, mm-hmm. and according to an affidavit, um, he said that he tested and uh, diagnosed as having contracted COVID on December 16th, and Correct. then he said that he did not find out he was positive until December 17th. So that event was on the 18th. And knowing the day before, he still went. And I think that's the biggest problem. You know, we have so many people out, you know, even though the Omicron variant isn't presenting as much, you know, strong symptoms, it is still getting people sick. And it is still, you know, a terrible thing to catch COVID in any variant. Um, And so the fact that he just went to this event without a second thought you know, there needs to be some consequences for that because then you have endangered other people's lives who did yeah. not know that you were positive to begin with. Take out the fact that it, it's uh, COVID. Put in another disease. Is that okay for him to do that? Put in another contagious disease. Is that okay for him to do that? Absolutely not. So, yeah, if, if Novak Slavidovich doesn't play tennis anymore, that's on him. Sorry, I don't care. That's Slavidovich. Slavidovich, yeah. Novak Djokovic. I was, I was going to call him Slavidovich, but... Oh. Well, you know, he's quite the joke, bitch, you know, because oh. you've made a joke out of yourself now and your career. You know, he's so, he's so high regarded in tennis or football or baseball or cricket or whatever sport he's, you know, pretending to be good at. <laughs> and... I, it's just ridiculous now because now people are never going to look at you the same. They're going to look at you as the guy who endangered lives at a press event, all to get your picture taken in the newspaper. Ain't nobody heard of and that nobody will read. So Aaron Rodgers is about to win the MVP in the, in the NFL. So I, I have to respectfully disagree that this is going to be this blemish that ruins his and sullies the rest of his career. This is the sense of entitlement that so many athletes and actors and politicians have exhibited over the course of this pandemic. You look at Ted Cruz went down and hung out in Cancun. That was a blip on the radar. I mean, at the end of the day, there are no consequences. There is zero enforcement. And we've got an entire society here in the United States that pretends like we care, but we really don't. Even around the world, because uh, this Novak guy is not even from the United States. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, I mean, it's, it's across the it's across. That's the world. a bigger pandemic. That's a bigger yeah. pandemic than COVID is this this entitlement and these separate worlds that people live in where they don't feel yeah. like there are any consequences for it. 
Uh, but there is actually a consequence due to um, we're having all these debates about vaccine mandates and uh, accountability. But one cons- one consequence is that the public themselves are now entering the stage of the great resignation. People have just said, I've had enough. I don't want to work at this job anymore. We are, we are now two years into this pandemic and people are just realizing we're dealing with a once in a lifetime disease. Am I really happy in my life? Am I really happy in my career? They're leaving their jobs. They're quitting their jobs. What are your thoughts on this mass resignation? Um, I'll start with you, Angel. Oh, thank you for starting with for me, because if it weren't for the great resignation, I wouldn't have the job that I have right now. So <laughs> thank you to the great resignation for that. Um, but, 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 but actually, no, seriously. So um, because I actually started out in retail and then and I was like, because child, Casey knows that people try my, that, that it's easy to, to get your patients tried in retail. So I left and I moved on to a, a temp agency. And now, and that's what got me the job that I had that I have today at a school. So I, I say, right on, go, go ahead, go ahead with your bad selves, everybody, because if, because if it lands you the job that you always wanted, if it lands you your dream job, if it lands you something that you didn't think you were going to do, if, even if you become a little TikTok star or a uh, own podcast and, and that makes you that makes you some coin, that, I'm I'm all for it. I'm all for it because if it weren't for if it weren't for me pivoting at that point, I wouldn't be where I'm at right now. Loving loving where I'm at at my job and loving these loving loving being at going to work every day. And what about you, Casey? Because I know that you also have to deal with the public in your job. Like, have you thought about leaving your job or has this, the pandemic just reinforced that you're where you want to be? Girl, you trying to get me in trouble. Um. listening, <laughs> 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 Casey. <laughs> no, I honestly, I genuinely do love my day job. Um, you know, I've been there for three and a half years now. Um, I have very close friends at that place um, where I work. And I will say, you know, my biggest thing is, is, you know, you look at unemployment and in October, unemployment was at 4.6%. And, you know, in a month to November, it fell by 0.4. So, I mean, it is something that is getting a little bit better. Um, But my thing is, like Angel said, though, it's all about finding kind of where you fit in. And I'm not so sure that the pandemic made us realize that. I think it's something that's been bubbling up for quite a while. And honestly, I think it started under Trump's presidency when the world was in such turmoil uh, prior to COVID, when they saw that the direction of the country wasn't really going where it needed to be. And, you know, that can sometimes make people think, you know, politics can sometimes sway where you want to work. Uh, certainly for teachers, you know, teachers are definitely, you know, going to vote for somebody pro-teacher. Um, and so you really kind of have to always think about where you are, though it may seem cheesy, the bloom where you're planted, you know, effect really needs to be in everybody's lives. But I will say, as somebody who does deal with the public, people just need to be nicer. Um, because I think, you know, people definitely have a very high sense of entitlement sometimes, depending on where they see somebody work. Um, you know, I actually, 
hung up on somebody in the middle of a conversation for the first time in three and a half years at my job. And I felt great. Um, (laughs) And, you know, it's just that it's like, I think the whole thing is, is that if you want people to stop resigning at such high rates, it's got to be a great bond between a person and that worker once again, and their companies have to back them up much like the one I work for most certainly does. Mm-hmm. They listen. What about I agree, you, Joseph? Casey. Yeah. What about you, Joseph? What do you What are your thoughts on this? Well, I have the luxury of being in HR, so I get to see both sides of it. And um, while it has certainly created a lot of havoc in terms of the attrition that we've experienced, the um, the pursuit of higher wages for staff and to try to retain staff, good people that have been there for a long time. Um, we've had to make concessions in certain ways where we would not have had to made them under other, other circumstances. And, um, you know, I, I think what we're seeing is a lot of older generational people Um, baby boomers in particular are retiring much sooner than they had anticipated. They're seeing that there is an opportunity to be home um, and they're not re-engaging with the workforce because it's not worth it to them. And then you have those openings uh, and that's, that's something that, that, you know, clearly um, we have all seen in, in one way or another where it's opened up opportunities that we didn't necessarily think were possible before for a lot of, uh, a lot of employees and a lot of those people that may have been languishing in a job that they didn't like or didn't enjoy and, and have had the opportunities to now say, well, maybe I don't want to be a server. Maybe I don't want to, you know, be a landscaper. Maybe I want to find a, a job where I'm getting paid, for, uh, you know, a much more reasonable wage and I can sit in an office or I can, you know, do something that's more engaging or more enjoyable. I can interact with kids. Um, People are seeing these opportunities and realizing that right now there is a little bit more leeway and there is a little bit more room to negotiate um, and, and, you know, still have the quality of life, if not an improved quality of life because of the, the choices that they're making right now. And it's, it's hard as someone that has to kind of play both sides of the fence because I'd, I'd love to say that everyone should stay in my company and should be there forever. <laughs> but at the same time, I respect people that are willing to go out and they're willing to make a choice and make a change for something that they know will make them ultimately happier in the moment and hopefully for a long time after this is all over with. Um, Emmy, did you want to add to your thoughts? Um, I think that there's a huge misconception that people are quitting just because they get paid more on unemployment. Yes, there are some people that do that. But to Joseph and Angel's point, there are people that are reassessing lives as well. Um, But also too, I can tell you this, I know someone who was willing to go back to her job, was told that she would get half her pay so she's like, well, bump this. I'm just going to stay on unemployment until my pay goes back to normal. Then when her pay went back to normal, she, t- she got off unemployment. So it's not just people going off on unemployment just to be greedy or, or whatever the misconception is out there. I heard one senator actually say, uh, we don't want people going on unemployment because they'll get so much money they'll just use it to buy drugs do you think everybody's buying drugs no they're they're paying for 
their families, they're paying for gas money. Like, of course, the, he's so out of touch. Um, yeah, yeah. Anyway, I just, I think we need to all just sit back and say, and reassess the situation. There are so many scenarios as to why this is happening. It's not just one thing. It's not just, ooh, I get paid more. It's so many more things. And not for nothing, the employer has to approve the unemployment. Am I right about that, Joe? They no. can deny that. They don't they have to. The, the employer is not in charge of that. They okay. can supply information as long as it's truthful as to why someone may have been terminated, the reasons and justifications for why someone's terminated, but they have no control. It's a decision that's made individually by the agency that's uh, active within the state. Oh, Lord. And Jesus. I know I that got Joe with the source. For okay. Okay. <laughs> Your Joe, source Joe for came HR. With the facts. And, and HR for dummies. <laughs> So um, correct me if I'm wrong, but you have to. uh, Oh, just one more point I want to make. I think that on unemployment, you have to prove that you're actively looking for a job anyway. Am I right about that? You do. During the pandemic, we did not have to, of course. Right. Because everybody was home. (laughs) But yeah, now that has resumed. Yeah. Just saying, something to think about. I just want to say about that senator who made that comment about, about that. Um, he, he better be projecting because I bet I do not know a single person who's on unemployment for that for that reason. Cause Thank you. What the actual fuck? Like, come on. Come on, senators. Yeah. You do a lot worse with your money. I'm going to leave it at that. And um, I have one more hot topic to throw in there because this is late breaking news. Uh, another consequence of COVID is that people are breaking up. They are realizing, I really can't stand you. So we're getting a divorce. And now Lisa Bonet and Jason Moa are getting a divorce. It just broke right now. Wow. Momoa. The great resignation, the great divorce. <laughs> Ouch. What do you guys make of this? Like, I did not see that coming. I did not see that coming because they seem so in sync with each other. Unique, but in sync with each other. I'm kind of shocked by that, to tell you the truth. But I mean, you know, it's just, it's a different world. And, um, (laughs) you know, it... Oh, ah. <laughs> he didn't mean to do that, y'all. He didn't mean to do that. He didn't mean to do yes, that. Yes, he did. Oh, yes, he yes, did. He did. Yes, no, he, he didn't. Did. I, I know that. I know that hooker. He didn't mean to do that. Um, it's um, you know, love changes, and I think you know, honestly, during the pandemic, yeah, the great breakup is coming too because. Ooh. I think people just realized, you know, they weren't happy with some of their love lives. And, you know, love is a huge thing and romance is a huge thing and relationships are a huge thing. And honestly, with as much time as some people had to spend in the house day in and day out, 24 hours a day with some people, that takes a toll on you. It really does. You know, all jokes aside. But I think, you know, with this whole Lisa and Jason situation, that kind of does shock me. Um, but in terms of breakups as a whole, you know, look, sometimes they happen and sometimes people just decide to part ways. And I think that's okay too. I think 
we have to normalize breakups if somebody is unhappy because it's no longer 1956 where, you know, marriage is so black and white, relationships are so black and white, you know, it truly is just, you know, people live in different eras now and we need to acknowledge that and we need to say that breaking up is okay. It is, but it's, I think you made a great point. When you get married and jump in, Joe, because you're the married one. Yeah, it certainly isn't me. It certainly isn't me. I think that you, you're you not prepared. You, you don't think in your head, oh, there could be a pandemic and we're stuck in the house together for two freaking years. This is, this is a relationship tester for a lot of people. There are couples that have been together 10, 20, and, and they're, they're done. They're done during the pandemic. There are also people who strengthen their relationship and get married during a pandemic. Weirdos. Um, <laughs> it was Joe. That's why I'm saying weirdo. Um, well, I mean, my God, look at Joe. Why would you not marry that? All the dad jokes we can get. I mean, I mean, I bet his gets shined every day. Oh yeah. my gosh! Is that the secret to unlocking marriage? If you marry a bald guy, shine his head every day. Yes. Yeah, it's a, brother, it's a known fact. All bro. the lavender oil. And- <laughs> Little known fact. But I did want to mention with Jason and Lisa, I'm shocked by that for a couple of reasons. Jason has said in many interviews when he was eight years old, he saw. Lisa on the Cosby show and said, mommy, I want her. And so he was obsessed with this woman all this time, finally got a date with her. I am shocked, but I am also happy. I will take his last name. I am totally okay with being a stepmom. Um, I will have to bathe him regularly because he looks like he smells like patchouli and weed. Um, I'm, I'm excited though. <laughs> I am excited to be looks in like some Jason. sort of silkwood shower or something. But anyway, wait a minute. I, I will, that, I'll take is care that of what him. that woman said about Zendaya? That's why <laughs> I said it. That's why. Wait, I know it. I know it. <laughs> we there, Angel. Who was that? Was that, that, that Juliana? That was Juliana Juliana yeah. Yep. Oh, but I won't get canceled because he probably does smell like patchouli and weed. Um, <laughs> well, anyway. He smells like Baywatch Hawaii. That's what he smells like. <laughs> Actually, it smells like success. <laughs> um, <laughs> what were you gonna say yeah are you are we? <laughs> yeah has joseph commented i think he's the only happily married person on the chat has he commented mary period not. i believe none of us are married know. right except joe I'm what in a long-term relationship but because <laughs> for me i just have a crush and i'm just happy when he texts back but as somebody from <laughs> joseph like Please give me your thoughts so I too can be in a position where I don't I can't stand you anymore, but thank you for responding to my text. Like what makes a happy, lasting relationship? Please, so, Joe, enlighten us. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, how do I make my relationship longer? I'm I'm only gonna say what I what I know and what I believe. Um a relationship, I know this is a cliche, is work. And regardless of whether it's a pandemic, regardless of whether it's, you know, kids leaving the nest, regardless of whether it's retirement, there are always going to be these challenges. And as two individuals going through life, we don't develop at the same time. We don't experiencing things. We don't experience things in the same way. And we all have different lenses that we're looking at life through to find somebody that's walking through this crazy shit show that we call life. Um, 
hopefully on the same page is a challenge. And I think that COVID has both exacerbated those cracks that may have been in in certain relationships, Mm -hmm. but it's also brought certain people together. And I know that Mm -hmm. we hear a lot of the, the negative stories about how people have kind of wilted or folded under the pressure of what has been probably the largest traumatic event we've had in our lives, maybe since mm-hmm. 9-11. Um, yep. I think there are also many stories, and I consider myself to be one, um, where I am happy. I am happier in a mm-hmm. relationship, happier married than I was before. And COVID has not changed that. If anything, it has helped to really solidify my understanding of what's Mm -hmm. important, the value of quality time and the importance of trying to work through things. Even when there are good days and bad days, there's no difference. You have a partner that's supposed to be working with uh, through those days with you. And that's all you can hope for and and hope that the next day you wake up and can do the same thing. Amen. I mean, you know, like you brought up, it is a challenge. And, Mm -hmm. you know, the only challenge in my life right now is words with friends. And so, you know, I think that's that so is, <laughs> it is on my uh, Oh, that is? Um, <laughs> you never I heard of Worthy or whatever that new one is called? Oh, no, no, I am playing that. I play my old standby, <laughs> which I'm pretty sure is a line my great grandma once said to her fourth husband. Um, but, you oh, know, my it's, goodness it's, gracious. It's what it is. Relationships oh, are wow. hard work. Now, this is all the time that we have for hot topics tonight, but don't worry, we'll be right back with more here on the stream. Hey, everybody, we're back again. And now we're going to turn the topics to us, everybody on the, on the panel. What has happened to you in the past week that you would like to share with everybody else? Casey, we'll start with you. What would you like to share with the class? Oh, boy. Oh, wow. Where do I even begin? Um, hmm. Well, I uh, tried out a new chicken soup recipe yesterday. Um, Girl, move it along. Move it along. <laughs> Nothing really interesting ever happens in my life. I will say, though, um, my sister got her marriage license today, so I'm very happy for her um, and her soon-to-be husband and um, her two kids, which she just adores, and um, they're going to be a great, cute little family, and I can't wait to watch their wedding via FaceTime on Friday. They uh, live in Florida and are going to get married at their courthouse there, and they're going to FaceTime us as they do it. So that will be a lot of fun to watch. <laughs> she asked what happened to you. Now what happened to your sister? <laughs> <laughs> that happened in my life, my circle. <laughs> my sister I and I I want to hear more so about this chicken close. soup recipe. <laughs> oh, it was so good. It had like corn and celery. Send and her a text message. Oh. Okay. I <laughs> know, <laughs> just messing around. Oh, my Lanta. <laughs> oh, really? Emmy, what did you have happen this past week? What? Thanks for asking, Casey. I got told. Um, so we were originally supposed to go back to work in a hybrid schedule three days a week starting next Tuesday. And we were just told today that, hmm, we're going to still do what we do. So I am 
going to stay at home for another couple of weeks, which is amazing. Um, so your news was, is that you're going to open your MacBook on the sofa and that's what you had to wait us with bated breath for. <laughs> at least it was about me. And also, um, writing a lot, which is amazing and awesome. And I'm starting to sell my book, which is also amazing. And I'm going to be famous on Twitter and TikTok. (laughs) Can't wait. That's it. Joe's looking in disgust at me right now. It's not, so disgusting. it's not disgustingly. It's not I feel like the the the, the TikTok thing has has been every week. I I I I didn't think that ended. I I I'm yeah, waiting wow. for the famous part. Oh, I'm just saying. Oh wait, there's... wait. The best part is I'm gonna be Mrs. Momoa soon, so that's gonna be amazing. Oh, I love mimosas. Oh, <laughs> who doesn't? Oh, Emmy, right. What, what, are, okay, are you gonna hyphenate your name, or or is it just gonna be Emmy Momoa? Rid of that other name, sweetheart. I'm getting rid of that other name. I feel like a Girl Scout cookie, Emmy Momoa. Like, (laughs) (laughs) Mm. what about you, Angel? Coconut. What's wrong with you, Angel? Okay, so um, the story to this point starts about, uh, about, actually, it'll be about a year ago when I joined an advanced club. Well, I'm a part of Toastmasters, which is a public speaking group. And I joined an advanced club uh, just so that way I could compete in contests. So on Saturday, I competed in the Toastmasters evaluation contest, which I placed in second until I found that there was an error and actually placed in first. Oh, yay. yay. So I am advancing to the next level and, ho- and hopefully I win that level. Congratulations. Congratulations. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. I didn't. I didn't join Toastmasters five years ago for me for me not to win anything. So <laughs> I, I, I'm oh, yeah. I'm coming for your trophy. I thought you were gonna say Trump for a second. I was like, <gasps> I mean, I'm coming for him too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <That's> nice. <laughs> <laughs> well, Stephanie, what about you? Don't make us wait in suspense. Um, I actually got some bad news. Like, uh, one of my friends died, from, and she was a so fan too. So you know, rest in peace, Kimberly. And so I'm just you know. I was trying to be positive. Uh, I've been uh, very perky. I've devoted, committed to being a new person for the first three weeks of the new year. And then I can just be myself because I've just kind of like, you know how we make resolutions. So I'm going to be the most optimistic person for the next three weeks. And then by the end of January, I can just go back to being myself. But, you know, for the most part, I've been trying to stay positive, you know, drink my water and I'm freezing here in New York, but and like Emmy, I'm finishing up my book. So that's all that's going on over here. Very excited. I feel you. It's just as cold in Philadelphia. Yes, it's freezing. Massachusetts. Yeah. Joseph, Massachusetts is like the most coldest place ever. Like, wow, yeah. why is it so cold in Massachusetts for? I was, yeah, I was at Boston. We don't have heart. <laughs> I was in Boston. Uh, uh, well, actually, it would be about in, back in April. And Oof, cold. Cold as ice. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's just Joe's personality. Um, I was going to sing the, the one song, but I don't want us to get copyright claims. So, yeah, we, we don't right. have now, Let's not do that on no my budget. very first episode. Come on now, Angel. Look, at least I held back. I, I will do it Thank after you. the show. 
Speaking Joseph, of what the about show, you? Oh. we didn't we didn't go to Joseph, did we? Oh, I'm sorry. That's all right. Okay. Well, we <laughs> kind of we kind of did. My, my week has been COVID hell at work. Everybody's testing positive all over the country in Oof. all of our sites. It has been an absolute nightmare. I'm still, I'm still positive as hell and not COVID positive, but positive as hell. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cause you already had it. Yeah. I already had it. I'm triple, triple vaxxed. Um, there's, you know, there's not much, I, I, like I said, I think, I think we've all gotten tired of having the COVID conversation and you either do your part. And if you don't trust in the science and don't take up a bed in the hospital either beat it, let's move on with our lives and let's, uh, let's hope for the best. That's, that's, that's my two cents on it, but, um, it's been, it's been a week, um, got some, some other stuff, some personal stuff that happened, um, you know, with, with my wife, uh, and one of her, one of her clients, some unfortunate news, but, um, just working through it and working through this thing called life and, uh, you know, just keep putting one foot in front of the other. Love you, buddy. <laughs> um, so we are now coming to the end of it. Um, tonight's episode of the stream and our final thoughts. What is it that you want to share with our audience? We'll start with you, Casey. Um, well, I just want to uh, say thank you for everybody who has given us um, wonderful responses before coming to do this pilot. Um, you know, I love getting together with people and just talking about stuff. And it's fabulous to hear um, all these different walks of life and um, we can't wait to do it for many, many more episodes to come and hopefully many, many more years of people like this one and continue to listen. So I'm excited. Please listen. Please listen. <laughs> Is that your thought? <laughs> yeah, because I need the validation. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Joseph? Um, you know, my final thought is I'm obviously I'm excited to be here like everybody else. I love having the opportunity to spitball and talk about life, talk about all the crazy stuff that's happening around us. And, you know, hopefully we can all find our bearings. Um, and I just, you know, I hope people can be good to each other and, um, you know, let's, let's, let's keep moving. Let's keep moving forward. And Abby? Wash your hands, wash your arse, and get the vac. Thank you. It's a perfect way to end the stream. Thank <laughs> you so much, everybody, for joining us tonight. And we, we look forward to being back next week. Good night. Bye. Good night. This has been a brand new episode of The Stream, created by Casey Hutchison, produced by Casey Hutchison, moderated by Stephanie Gorillas. Co-hosts include Casey Hutchison, Joseph Willis, Emmy Morgan, and Angel Young. Follow our co-hosts, Stephanie Gorillas at QSteph, Casey Hutchison at KCS Hutch, Joseph Willis at JDubs413, Emmy Morgan at Miss Emmy Morgan, and Angel Young at Tornado Song. We'll be back with a brand new episode of The Stream next Wednesday, and you do not want to miss it. Be sure to follow our podcast at The Stream PC.